Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Tax Function of the Future series, our next webcast where we will be discussing driving cost savings while enhancing the virtual workplace functionality. Here with me today, we have Vic Purewall, a partner in our tax reporting and strategy group. And so now we're going to pivot to cash. There's a big pressure on cash right now. There's a lot of pressure around liquidity. So I know all tax departments are keenly focused on availing themselves to the extent that there's a jurisdiction that's providing some type of cash relief or cash mechanism, near-term actions to increase some cash. So it's a very fluid area there, particularly with here in the U.S. with the CARES Act, there's been guidance provided. And then there's just been some structural challenges to effectuate that guidance. So we just wanted to give the update that keeping updated on this very fluid landscape is important as you're trying to obtain your company's cash. We just got the FAQs from the IRS originally Form 1139. You had to paper, paper file that and you had to paper file that to the IRS's Ogden Service Center, but now due to some local shelter-in-place requirements, those people aren't able to actually be at the service center to process those filed forms. I know many taxpayers understood that those forms were being processed on a first-in, first-out basis, so there was a bit of a pressure to file so you could get your cash back. The IRS pivoted very quickly, recently put out FAQs, those 1139s, you can now fax those into a fax number that the IRS has made available. That fax number will begin functioning on April 17th. So the new protocol is do not paper file your 1139 and send it to the Ogden Service Center, but do fax it to the IRS fax number that's been made available. And those are going to start functioning on Friday, April 17th. So that's the protocol as of today. As things change, if things change, we'll keep you updated. But I know there's a large push to try to get your cash back and the guidance and the actual mechanisms to avail yourself of that has been a little bit fluid over the past week or so. So keep tuned, watch as things are progressing, but that is the current state of affairs for obtaining your cash if you're going the 1139 route. 4466 quick refunds are not subject to those new protocols. So you will follow the original instructions on the original form if that's the route that you're so choosing. And that's the latest as of today on how you actually go about getting your cash back. Fax is the answer for the form 1139. So in addition to cash taxes, there are some above the line mechanisms that tax can contribute to from an SG&A perspective. So Vic, why don't you talk about some People might th not think about legal entity simplification as a short-term item. Frequently, I think they've thought of this of a 24 or 36-month program, but that might not necessarily be the case. Why don't you walk us through this? Thanks, Margie. Uh, and that's absolutely the case. Uh, as you were considering near-term actions in order to increase cash, LES should absolutely be part of that strategy on the basis of being able to achieve some quick hit for above as well as below the line by tackling low-hanging fruit and deliver on four key objectives now, but also in the future as part of your longer-term planning and strategy. You know, the first element is business optimization. So looking at um, optimizing your legal entity structure to better align with a go-to-market strategy, um, thinking about um, you know, supply chain operations, thinking about, again, just refocusing resources to those higher value tasks. So just being a better business partner 
um, overall. The second and you know core focus is SG&A savings. So our focus on reducing you know, compliance and reporting, I think, comes very naturally as tax professionals. Um, but you know, as we've highlighted, it's really a cross-functional effort. And I would say legal entity simplification is, is probably one of the most cross-functional initiatives you can undertake. Um, you know, each of our core functions becomes involved and, and plays a role in this kind of activity. And with that, there is internal uh, resources as well as external spend that they are utilizing in order to maintain a legal entity. If we you know, think about compliance and reporting from tax, yes, we got that. But if we think about um, accounting, uh, we think about um, entries, reconciliations, we think about treasury, we think about bank account fees, we think about FX and hedging, um, we think about IT, so uh, uh, software uh, licenses, um, ERP entries, uh, legal and regulatory, business licenses, permits, really the, the list keeps going. Again, if each of our functions has external spend, that on the basis of eliminating a legal entity, that spend goes away and ultimately yields a, a pretty substantial SG&A savings at the end of the day. The third element is that it develops a flexible business platform. So really it creates a, uh, a flexible platform for growth and future M&A, um, be that an acquisition, be that a, a disposition, uh, be that organic growth. Um, but, you know, looking to then also um, uh, tackle other opportunities, such as managing um, risk or certain liabilities, improving uh, our overall data risk management, um, and also then improving our financial reporting and transparency. Um, so really um, enabling that fluidity um, for whatever the ultimate business strategy might be. And then last is from a, a tax strategy or tax profile refresh. We've had technical clarifications related to tax reform that have come down. We're also looking to manage through COVID-19 uh, relief as well as other programs. Uh, and we want to facilitate cash redeployment. Um, and looking at that, again, country by country, um, then thinking about the, the federal, state, and local, um, as well as um, you know, other uh, implications like franchise, like property. Um, so really just a, a significant depth and breadth in terms of that strategy and profile refresh. Yeah, I was thinking through this one, Vic, and there are two things going on that I want to make sure everyone's thinking about. For some of our companies, they've had supply chain disruptions or they're trying to efficiently move cash back to the U.S. So there's some structuring that's being thought through and that structuring is being modeled and put into place. If you're going ahead and doing that structuring, this type of assessment is a good thing to add on because I always say legal entity simplification, it's a little like weeding the garden. You can't just do it once. I don't know why, but legal entities tend to spring up every time there's an acquisition, et cetera. So legal entity, the look through, it's one of those things, there's a good idea to refresh every once in a while because things tend to sprout up over time. And if you're not keeping an eye on it, you got to weed that garden every couple of years. So with that, everyone, thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's been a wonderful discussion and we look forward to talking to you on next month's Tax Function of the Future webcast. Thank you for joining us and have a wonderful day.